Welcome to Catholic Radio for Katie Anna's presentation of Cajun Catholics. Here's your host, Todd Citron. You're listening to Cajun Catholics. I'm your host, Todd Citron. Today, we have a father and son team on the show again. You may have heard last week, Father Andrew Colleen was our guest, and today his father, Danny Colleen, will be the featured guest on the show. Welcome to the show, Danny. Thank you. I uh, welcome the challenge. I, I, I think we're, we should be listed as father and father. Okay, we could do that. <laughs> no, no, no. Let's stick with father and All right. son. <laughs> and Father Colleen will co-host the show today. Father Colleen, thank you for being here. Thank you for having me. I want you to be really hard on your father. Okay, let me think All of these questions difficult over theological the years questions. that you didn't ask him, I want you to ask today. Danny, tell us about yourself. You and I know each other from school, but tell, tell our listeners. Yeah, you know, Todd, if you would have told me... In 82, first hour PE, I'd turn to you and say, you know, one day we're going to be on a radio show with my son, the priest. You would have thought I was crazy. Not going to happen. Yeah, that's how long ago we go back. That's true. First hour PE at St. Thomas More the first year. Wow. But, uh, yes, thank you for uh, having us. I'm really looking forward to it. And I I accept and welcome any challenge. My wife and I are parishioners at St. Pius X Church. We have led mission trips in the past. Uh, my wife was president of the Women's Guild, which is the most powerful organization in the entire Catholic Church. Uh, maybe not. But uh, we have three boys, Brandon, Andrew, and Ryan, and we're very proud of all three of them. And uh, Andrew became a priest June 6th. Yes. And I was invited to go June 7th. Six, but six. that was by the – yeah, June 6th is when you mm-hmm. became a priest. Mm-hmm. Yes, so, uh, but I, I welcome uh, any questions. I, I don't hide from anything. I accept all challenges. <laughs> Little ping for me. My father passed away on June 6th, and uh, that's interesting. So I'm going to put you on the spot early. Okay, what, Tell great. them your Cursia number and what table you sat at. Uh, uh, I think I was St. John's. That's right. Oh, and the number. Good job. I want to say, well, I remember it was St. John's because our rival was Cathedral Carmel. <laughs> no. My school. <laughs> yes, and uh, there's a cathedral there, and I forgot the name of it, but uh, I want to say 318? Oh, that's that's close. 393. <sighs> 393 is not close. I'm so embarrassed. <laughs> I, I, and, and, you know, I hadn't seen you in years when we were, and we ended up at the same table. This is, this is one of those Lord moving in mysterious ways, yes. but I had just gotten back from my first mission trip, and it was David Stinson who sponsored me, and I had no, I, I enjoyed it. And Andrew, you showed up for the uh, you did, trust me. <laughs> I believe with the mass. And, yeah, yeah, yeah. They were, the whole family was there. So that's even more ironic. And yet we're together again. We're together again. And, you know, um, that was a special, it was a conversion moment for me. And my life was never the same. And I don't know, Danny, for you, it was just that, that Thursday night, I remember just weeping just uncontrollably. And I told my bunkmate next to me, I said, my life will never be the same. And it wasn't for me. It's never been the same, you know. But I remember our table name because it had an apostrophe in it. And I always think, man, it's got an apostrophe. St. John's, that's it. You know, but uh, Father, go ahead. You, you shoot, shoot, shoot a question. <laughs> right. So you said you mentioned you went to a mission trip yes. um, before you made that Crescio. Tell us a little bit about that mission trip. Well, that was uh, quite an interesting mission trip. My oldest son at the time, let's see, he was 12. So this is 17 years ago. He signed up for a father-son St. Pius mission trip without telling his father first. And it was through a wonderful man named Dr. Kim Hardy. 
Um, Good man. And so, well, at the time, I didn't really know Kim Hardy. Uh, and so it, what's important about the story is you must have to realize is the month before when Brandon signed us up, he, he didn't tell me. And so the month before, I was sabotaging the trip. This is true. It's, it's embarrassing now, but I was. And so they had a horrible flood. And I said all the roads were washed away going to Mexico, so we, we couldn't go. I was doing everything not to go. And uh, we went, and it was uh, Easter weekend. We left on Holy Thursday. We got there on Good Friday. And they had a uh, ceremony at night. They uh, brought out Jesus. And if you ever see statues, in, we're in the town of General And if you ever see statues in Mexico, they're not clean and pretty and bright. They're, they're dirty and bloodied. And so they bring Jesus out, and the town carries Jesus. There's a young man with a drum beating, and they just march. And we got to carry Jesus in a glass coffin. And you want to talk about a powerful moment. And you want to, well, we would take turns, and as we were walking, I looked down and noticed, and I was bleeding I had blood all over the inside part of my arms. And I said, well, this can't be good. I don't know where this is coming from. And they, they have you carry Jesus, and there's a group of women that carry Mary, sorrowful Mary. Mm-hmm. My son said, look, Dad, you have stigmata. Well, all these women start coming around me and doing the sign of the cross and praying in Spanish. And I, I don't speak Spanish, so it was uh, getting quite interesting, but it kept bleeding and then when we got back to the mission house afterwards, everybody had that stunned silence, and they were all looking at me. And I said, y'all, y'all all saw it. There was blood everywhere. And then I held up my arm. There was no cut. There was barely any blood. And so that's how the first day started. And it, it was pretty much like that the entire week. So when, when I got back from Mexico, it was like your Casilla moment. Yeah. It was everything's different now. But father, were you there too? For Not for no. that. That was the first one that y'all did. It right? was a father-son trip, mm-hmm. and it was absolutely amazing. Yeah. Yes. But we ended up going on the ones following. That. So when we were when we were finishing up down there, Kim Hardy said, "I'm thinking of setting up a mission group at St. Pius." And then he said, "I was going to run it, and I was driving the van. We would go to ranchos. Ranchos are like rancheros, huh? Rancheros." Yeah, ranchos, rancheros. <laughs> you, you know, the, the first rule is you shouldn't correct your father. The second rule is don't correct your father on the radio. But uh, when we were driving back and he said, I'm going to set up a new mission, you know, a new group over at St. Pius. And I said, Kim, don't do it. And he looked at me and he said, I'm surprised you're saying that. I go, no, let me do it. Uh, if Kim Hardy gets up there and says, this is great, everybody knows dr kim hardy but if i get up there they're gonna look and go wait what's this guy what? doing up here so <laughs> so i i took it and uh we eventually ended up the next year we ended up with four vans and and i mean we there's the old wisdom altar is down at kilometer 64 it's an interesting place but if you go into their church the altar is the one from wisdom we we Is brought right? yes, yeah. we brought it there yes, mm. so mm-hmm. so Danny did you 
did you pray for your son to become a priest? Is that an active prayer? Uh, no, uh, no, <laughs> no. Oh, you're talking about years ago? Ever? No. Oh, yes, but I, I took. I mean, a, you know, before it happened, actually. I, oh yes, that I yeah. took a different approach because when he did the eight years of seminarian school, you would have so many people come up and they would just say, "This was like first year," and they don't mean anything by it, but they say, "Oh, he's going to make a wonderful priest." And I would never talk about it because mm -hmm. he had a lot of friends, a lot of good people. They dropped out. And so until he kissed the floor, which is what our saying was, then I will celebrate. I know you don't actually kiss the floor. You see, he corrects me on everything. <laughs> when you take your nap on the floor. Right. Well, that was probably true. Okay. But <laughs> so in all honesty, Todd, and I probably saw you a few of those times too, and just like, yeah, he's doing good. But yeah. I, you, you don't want to jinx it. Does that make sense? Yeah, yeah. sure. Because get you get to know the parents and the other seminarians, and then when mm. some of them would drop out, you would go, wow. But yeah. So even up until the actual time, you, you just try to play it low-key, if that makes sense. But, yes, I would pray. Now, his mother would do novenas, so, you know, she was always having to outrank me. It was the real deal uh, for her. Yes. Is there, I'll ask this question to kind of, kind of the both of you, but is there someone on either side of the family, your parents, Danny, or, or your wife's parents, that was the spiritual rock prior to you guys, I guess? Or, or that had a, a real good faith life? Not so much? <laughs> <laughs> no, they, you know, my, my dad was, was basically raised by Jesuits in New Orleans and Dallas. And my dad wasn't very vocal, but yeah. my, my dad, you, you went to church and you weren't disrespectful in church. I know that by uh, experience. But uh, he, he had an easygoing way of it, of this is, this is important. Mm -hmm. So I guess that went through all of us kids, and, and then we pass it along to our kids. But, you know, as I've mentioned before, there was a time we were not going to church. You know, I, Lisa and I used to talk about that. Everybody would see us, and they go, well, they got Andrew, and look at the other two and everything. We we were not we were horrible Catholics even yeah. with kids we were wanting St Pius Elementary School to handle it all but then <laughs> the problem was is they kept hounding us of we're not going to church we're not doing this and it's like uh oh you know yeah I, I went through that we did as well you know I tell people all the time I went to LSU I spent five of the best years of my life over there and I didn't know they had a Catholic church on campus and that's the God's honest truth wait and did they really they did you know I, I went to LSU and majored in New Orleans I didn't even no, I'm not kidding I did not know LSU had a uh, it's it's a big one and it's it Christ the King on Christ the corner the and you know all of my kids have just d dove right into the church it's wonderful Father Andrew is the priest over there mm -hmm. They, Father Josh Johnson, I believe, was there, and just some amazing people. Uh, I actually heard Father Josh Johnson on ES on a ESPN EWTN this week uh, on the national show. Mm -hmm. He's getting some national notoriety, but right there at LSU, and again, passed by it a thousand times, didn't even know it was there. Wow. And my mother was hard on us about church, and if she'd have known I wasn't going, it, it wouldn't have been good. You know, it had been an unhappy camper. But even after that, in college, when the kids were young, we were not good Catholics, you know. And again, it, for me, it was Chrissia. You know, it's like, just for me, it was like, I heard this Matthew Kelly deal one time, and it was like, you know, God died, Jesus died for us. The least you could do is just go to church on Sunday and say thank you. You know, and that stuck with me.
right you know that just really no well you, you mentioned how you felt during casilla and, and that happened to me on the mission trip it's not going to be the same but the the thing is and this is the most important thing although unless your son's a priest i don't know everything about being catholic and if you just ask questions it's not that hard it's not that common and there's no one of the most embarrassing things for me i drove the the van we had two vans on that first mission trip and i drove the entire way to general cepeda and just from lafayette to the border was you know a very long time and that's where i got to meet david stinson he sat in the passenger seat and he said i'm David Stinson, I'm going to keep you awake and never stop talking. That mm. man didn't stop talking <laughs> at all. But what they would do, and Eric Guidry was there, and he said this, and I've never forgotten it. We never turned the radio on. Okay, there was no music. There was no. It, it allowed you to focus, but they would always say the rosary. And so I'm driving because I I forgot how to say the rosary. You know. And so Eric they didn't teach us that either. And, and, oh, exactly. I mean, I mean, I'm, I'm sincere. Unless I wasn't paying attention, we no, just didn't get what, that. What's that part they do on the rosary at yeah. the end where they add those other prayers? And yeah. I look around, going, "Well, when did they add this stuff? Because I never heard right. that before." And you know them, and it's not time for you to brag, but, but no, but so Eric said, "You, you need to lead one of the rosaries because we got twenty something hours in the van." And I go, eh. and I just told him, "Look, I forgot how to do it." And I don't even have a rosary. He said, you got 10 fingers? And I go, yeah. He goes, you always have a rosary. And still to this day, I sit there and use my fingers to keep count because I was so embarrassed. But they didn't make me feel bad. They made me feel, look, it's okay. We're going to say it so many times, you're not going to forget it. <laughs> but a rosary is just so powerful. I had no idea. I mean, uh, you know. I'm with you. You're listening to Cajun Catholics. Today's guest is Danny Colleen. He's a, a parishioner at St. Pius Church, the father of Father Andrew Colleen. He, he did. He, it's the biggest accomplishment in his life. I'm just going to say <laughs> that right now. You know? Danny is a wild man, and, and, yeah. and, and, and to know that the good Lord touched somebody like he and I, I'm a wild man too. Uh, not as wild as him, maybe. I don't know, maybe. But you know, to think that the good Lord found us two individuals, you know, and put us together, honestly, and uh, put us on this path. And like you said, being here with your son, that's a priest. It's pretty. It's a pretty. I don't like the word surreal. A lot of people use that word, so I'm not going to say that. But it's. But it feels it. like yeah, that. It, it, feels, it feels like that. Uh, well, wait, this is going to make you feel worse. His godfather is Patrick. Cullen. Oh, yeah. 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 Dang. It's more of the godmother. You overcame Pam. all the odds. <laughs> my aunt Pam, my mom's my, uh, sister, she was the Pam Zamet taught at a cathedral she, for a very long time. Uh, yeah, that's your godmother. But yeah, you know his godfather well too. Damn, that just changed everything, awesome. didn't it? It did. It did. For <laughs> but sure. But the, the good news is, if you ask Patrick, he takes all the credit, oh, yeah. and he should. Oh, yeah. Because yeah. I mean, it's an important role. Yeah, Patrick's been on a, a lot of mission trips as well, right? And I went on a mission trip with him to Puerto Rico, I believe. Yep. And just for, because I want to, I'm going to say that I had a small hand in, in his priesthood, just because <laughs> I was along for the ride at that time. You know, so hopefully uh, I could say, hey, I was there at least. But uh, Father, go ahead, give, hit him up. Okay, let's see. So we talked about the mission trip, right? And we talked about the impact that it had on you. Tell us a little about the after the fact, right, in the parish, just the the activities that you did, the groups that you were in, how that ha- helped 
shape your faith and of course the faith of your family oh it, it was very important we were you know i i mentioned your mother ran the most powerful organization the women's guild and i would help out with that but you'd be surprised and i i'm sure the other parishes do it too but there's just so much going on at the time at saint pius and still today that if you just show up and my favorite part is is and as you know andrew i can't cook i physically yeah. cannot cook but if you go when the knights are cooking or other groups are cooking and just help either serve or pick up, you'd be surprised how much they don't, they just need people to show up and help. And I always enjoyed it. You can eat, huh? Huh? You, can you eat? Oh, yeah. No, I can eat. But, <laughs> but you know, some people feel bad if they can't cook. No. I remember we were helping the knights with the fish fry and Andrew was in middle school and we, they did the drive through line, and it would back up. And I walked out, and I was like, well, how's we got cars just backed up forever. And they sent the middle school kid out, Andrew, to talk to everybody. And he'd just walk up and say, fish is coming. It's wonderful. You're going to really enjoy it. Thank you. And they said that people couldn't get mad and start yelling <laughs> because he was just so polite. And I was like, yeah, you guys didn't want to go out there and get yelled at. That's all you're doing. But the boys enjoyed the fish fry probably more than uh, – anybody else they oh, just yeah. they were either serving They're actually eating the fish <laughs> right i mean they, so fun. they always look forward to that in mm -hmm. lent and then they would come come running over from the ways of the cross because yep. they were serving that and then serving fish and helping out with that they just enjoyed it so when you have boys who enjoy it it makes it a lot a lot more easier to do mm -hmm. and participate in so Danny, do you do you read a lot? Uh, much? I don't read as as much as I used to. I, I and I, I've been trying to figure out what to read, and you know, because I, 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 I had to uh, actually slow down on a lot of stuff. It, it, it's interesting, and and I, I don't know what other people are doing out there, but when you do mission trips through FMC and you go to Casilla. Well, then you, you get invited to every group and everything, and then you, you kind of have to slow down and, and let it because it, – but it's interesting because they, they, they argue and fight over who's got the better group. And I was like, yeah, I don't, I don't think that's the point yeah. of any of this, you know. And My so, mom taught me a valuable lesson in life that I remember as a kid, you know, but that you can't be afraid to say no sometimes. Mm -hmm. don't, don't let people overstretch you, you know. I think God expects us to do all that we can, but not to really overdo it mm -hmm. and let the Holy Spirit choose those vocations for you. You know, that's been my deal. And again, you know, you feel bad when there are opportunities that, like you said, a lot of people invite you to a lot of things and you got to find the one that's right for you. Correct. You know, yeah. So. Yeah. Yeah. So, but, but if I, if I may interject, and you mentioned it, and and I can't stress this enough, and I, I think I'm speaking for Lisa because she you know she doesn't like any of us anyway. But uh, <laughs> you mentioned about your influence, Lisa and I can't thank you know the the godparents, the other family members, the friends, the teachers from St. Pius, and and all the people at St. Pius and other churches. You know, Andrew pays attention, and he you could tell he really picks up and learns from other people. And if they think it was just Lisa and I and our doing, that's just incorrect. I can go through a long list of names of people who have been wonderful, you know, and Todd, you're on that list. And, I mean, it's just, it really, 
Lisa and I really had nothing to do with it, to be honest with you, because we weren't going to church. We weren't doing any of the... Uh, there are times I think our boys brought us along further in our faith than anything else. It's the inspiration for the show, Cajun Catholics, is that <clears throat> it is. It's our community that 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 really brings along these wonderful priests. You know, um, I, I see that clearly in the lay people that are wonderful and I think this show, I'm never going to worry about having guests because there will always be someone else in Acadiana that has an amazing story. I, I see that. And, you know, even some Cuyons like you and I <laughs> who, who, who live the Cajun life, you know, um, which is, you know, all those things that come with that, you, you know, partying when you're younger and doing our unfair share of drinking and this and that. But yet our faith is always right there. And so, you know, when, when you hear the term Cajun Catholic, Danny, what, what, what do you think of? Oh, it, it's an amazing, you know, I used to lead a, uh, teach a confirmation class over at St. Pius. And when you would talk to the young people and it'd be like, you, you don't understand how you have it here in this area. It's just so special. I say, if you go to Dallas or other places, they will come at you. Because in my work, I've been in those cities and they do, they just, and, and but here, it's nurtured and and you, you learn to live and will love from it to mm -hmm. take care of everybody else it's absolutely amazing to me it's a wonderful area and and so many groups and people have been so helpful and generous to andrew and also helping raise him because like you said you know his father he's mm -hmm. just you know <laughs> father is uh the cajuns in ville platte different than the cajuns in lafayette Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's 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 interesting. So for all my assignments, I've been throughout the entire diocese, right from the south to the north, east and west, right. And it's interesting just to see how different we're all Catholic, right? We all fall under that Cajun Catholic, right? The deep root in our our faith because of our our ancestry, and you know, they're all very Catholic. But it's just interesting how they express in like different places are are very faithful, and just how they interact with each other with the priest. Like I'm reminded when I was in Basil, a very small town of Basil, right on the edge of our diocese, one of the furthest places we could be assigned. Um, they love their priest. They had a priest there who was there for 30 years, so he impacted them greatly. Right? I mean, he was he's like a movie, like a like a celebrity to them. And then of course the bishop is from Basil, so they they Bishop Douglas Desitel is from there, so like they love they they they, they hold on to that. They claim him, and then just in the people in Ville Platte are very different from the people here in Lafayette. I mean, it's still the same faith, right? We're still saying the same mass, but that's the part of the universal church that it can have those differences in faith and those differences in expression of your faith, right? Some places may have a bit more to de certain devotions to Our Lady. Like, for some reason, I haven't found out why, but Our Lady of Fatima is a big devotion in Ville Platte or in those other places that have our devotions to Our Lady of Good Counsel or Perpetual Help and things like that. That's interesting. And, you know, I coached girls basketball at Fatima for some time <clears throat> through for my kids. And we went to a road, did a road trip to Ville Platte to Sacred Heart mm -hmm. to play the girls. I have never. They were incredible. They were like the Boston Celtics. I mean, these <laughs> girls. And I, I, at, at, at my early in my coaching career, I was the statistician for the for our coach and uh, just as a parent. And I, it's rare in basketball where you see a team go 100% from the free throw line in, in, any prof in a professional sport. Wow. These girls shot 25 free throws Ugh. and made all 25. 
And interestingly enough, they banked. They they were all taught to bank it off the. You know, they were hitting bank shots on right. free throws. Yeah. And it was a fascinating. And that was my touch of Bill Platt and Sacred Heart. And I like these people are militant. You know, <laughs> I mean, you know, I can only imagine what their prayer life is like. If, oh yeah, you know, it's if yeah yeah, yeah something. They're like there. They're there. <laughs> I mean, our mass, as I mentioned, is our mass is early in the morning, right? And we get there early to set up and hear confessions. And there's already people in there the church by like four <laughs> the church wow. is unlocked lights are on they're there praying they're faithful to their prayer and strong in their faith just a few minutes left on the show danny wanted to ask you uh what are your aspirations for father you know or, or do you think about that i know we always want him to do god's will and, and go where, where the holy spirit leads him but are there ask you ever think about like would it be great if he came back to pious or no no. no, no. Next question. Next no. question. Uh, no, 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 no. Um, if you ask his mother, she's convinced he'll be on a balcony and be pope one day. I was about to say, don't Love be pope. <laughs> I, I really don't. I remember a very long time ago, Andrew was in the car. I mean, you know, and and we were talking about it. And it's like, you know, they, they could send you anywhere to go to school. They could send you anywhere. And Andrew used to always just say, I just want to be a diocesan priest in the parish. I don't care how big the parish is because he's been to Kaplan and he's been all over the place and he just doesn't have any complaints but that's just the way he is but I I definitely don't set any goals because uh, I, I have no idea mm-hmm. uh, also they try to do stuff where I don't get interviewed by any groups or anything <laughs> but to follow up on your clear differences Todd there is one question I completely forgot to ask Andrew when you were in New Orleans, uh, what do you think of the gumbo? Oh, let's let's not talk about that. No, no, go ahead. It's, it's unpleasant. <laughs> so, oh, Todd, so it's Todd, really a great oh, and the food in Ville Platte is amazing. Oh, that that food there. That's good stuff. See, oh. a- Andrew enjoys his food, but when he started in New Orleans, he texts his mother and he said, "There's something wrong down here. <laughs> I just had the gumbo and." Lisa said, well, they put tomatoes in it. He said, well, he said, well, that's just wrong. It yeah. should be stopped. <laughs> Listen, I mean, you know, as good Cajun Catholics, our food is it's a big part of our life, oh, yeah. right? And, uh, yeah, that red gumbo, what is that? <laughs> I don't get me started on green gumbo. Oh, I didn't heard that one. Wait, no. what's green gumbo? Well, <laughs> nasty. I had a priest from Homa once made gumbo that was just green. I don't know why. Wow. It was pretty bad. So maybe people can call in and explain green gumbo. But yeah. yeah, no, he takes his food serious, and you know. But when he was, he didn't understand what Creole was, and she had to explain it to him. He said, "Well, this just won't work." That's right. Y'all know the Holy Trinity is uh, onions, bell pepper, and celery. I mean, that's that's how it all starts. Deal. So tell me, uh, just again, a couple of minutes left on the show. Uh, Danny, what do you, do you I'll ask you this question? Do you have a, a Bible character that most represents you that you think you relate to, or maybe a Bible story that that's your favorite? My favorite, and I used to use it in adoration all the time, is uh, I, I enjoy starting at the beginning every time of Acts of the Apostles, and uh, when uh, Saul was it, mm-hmm. yeah, got knocked off the horse, and uh, there's just a lot there. Um, now, real quick, on mission trip, when I did my first ever adoration chapel, I didn't know what to do. And Kim Hardy said, well, what you do is you just flip the Bible and you, you just close your eyes and pick a page. And the first time I did that, it landed on the name Dan. It was in the Old wow. Testament and it was in all the begots and it was there. It was Dan. 
And that was kind of scary. Mm. So I'd do a second one, because that's just all begots, begots, begots. Mm-hmm. I'd do the second one, and it lands on the book of Jonah, on the uh, first word of the book of Jonah. And I read it, and there was a lot of correlations there, too. Because, you know, the one thing that I always stress what I learned on the mission trip is I may have turned my back on, you know, God, Jesus, the saints, but they never turned their back on me, you know. And, and that's the, the, the great part about it. And then you just pick it up and go right into it. So powerful. Well, it's been such a blessing having father and son on the show. You've been listening to Cajun Catholics with Danny Colleen and Father Andrew Colleen. Guys, thank you all for being on the show. You've been a blessing to me. Thank you. You'll be in my prayers. I hope hope you'll pray for me. Thank you, Todd. All right. Again, uh, until next time, we always uh, ask you to engage the Cajun Catholic in you. God bless.